The Old Testament reading is from Psalm 13. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death, lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him, lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountiful with me. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, chapter 18, verse 9 through 14. Jesus also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like the tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I have, of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man, I went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. This is the gospel of the Lord. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. This week in our sermon series on prayer, we get to the subject of having a heart to heart. Now that can kind of sound like a a daunting proposition. We need to have a heart to heart. Have you ever had anybody tell you that? We need to have a heart to heart. We we, we need to have a serious conversation or or just we need to talk. Um, My father, when I was in high school, um, I was working uh, at our family's barbecue restaurant and uh, my, my dad showed up in the middle of the day and I was surprised to see him there and he said, Max, we need to talk. And I was like, uh, uh, what did I do? I don't know what I did. So we went out to his truck and I had gotten in trouble on a, a high school retreat. We had gone out of, out of town with our high school class for our retreat and I'd gotten in trouble. And I didn't really think anything of it, but I, didn't, I hadn't told my dad about it. Well, one of the principal called up my dad and said, hey, we're, you're going to need to bring your son in. Uh, we're going to have to talk about what happened. He didn't tell my dad fully what happened. And so my dad was thinking the absolute worst had happened on this. So he yanked me. I'm, I'm scared to death having a heart-to-heart talk with my dad in the car. I told him what was going on. And finally, the pressure was relieved a little bit, and, and we dealt with it. But I think sometimes when we think about having a heart-to-heart with somebody, it it can cause those kind of anxieties in us because we know who we are. And when you think about having a heart-to-heart with God, who knows us completely, that can be a little bit intimidating to think that I'm just going to have to lay everything out before God himself who knows me. And so I, I think that might be one of our maybe 
troubles with prayer. If you really think about God knowing everything about us. So in this series on prayer, we've been talking about how do we pray. And so today there's, there's lots of different ways that we can pray. And, and we, don't, we don't always have the, the right words for a heart-to-heart with God. During our, one of our recent Bible studies, um, Pastor Dan was talking about with one of our disciples, and she, she keeps prayer journals. And she writes down her prayers, and she goes back, and, and she said she's got stacks of prayer journals over the years. That these are kind of her discussions, her heart-to-heart talks with God. Now, she wasn't willing to share them, and not that Pastor Dan asked about you know, what was in them, but those prayers that she had prayed She was keeping track of them over time because throughout the years, she saw how God was always there during those, especially the tough times. It was kind of like a prayer diary. Now, when you consider what we have in Scripture, when we go to the Psalms, the Psalms are like that prayer diary, a prayer diary of God's people over the years, especially couple of thousand years before, a thousand years or so before Christ, about half of them are written by David himself. David kept a prayer journal, if you will, that, that we have access to, but it's, it's not just his words. The amazing thing about the Psalms is they give us words to say. Even when we don't know what to say, the Psalms are a great place for us to go. It was, it was written by other people seeking to have a heart-to-heart with God. I found this quote from Martin Luther about the Psalms, and he says this, the human heart is like a ship on a stormy sea driven about by winds blowing from all four corners of heaven. The book of Psalms is full of heartfelt utterances made during these storms of life. Where can one find words to express joy than in the Psalms? of praise and gratitude. In them you can see into the hearts of saints as if you were looking into a lovely pleasure garden or you were gazing into heaven. How fair and charming and delightful are the flowers that you will find there. You see, we too have the ability to have a heart-to-heart with God by, by going to his word. And the more that we put those words into our heart, into our minds, then they give utterance to the times when we need it, especially times when we need to talk to God. And so we heard one of those from Psalm 13 today. That, that reading that, that we just heard was David crying out to God at a, a really tough time. David, David had to get away many times because his life was, was uh, in danger. David's life was in danger from, from King Saul at first. If you remember kind of the story, the very first king of Israel was Saul. And it didn't take long for Israel to realize that Saul wasn't the, the right kind of king. David was, was anointed by Samuel to be the king before he was king. And David's in and around the court. Well, Saul starts to get jealous because everybody sees what David can do. And David had been on these conquests and everybody's praising David. And here's Saul, the current king, sees David getting all the attention. And Saul, Saul seeks to have David killed. David is on the run, and he cries out to the Lord, Lord, how long, how long are you going to, are you going to let this go on? How, how long are you going to let my enemies come against me? I don't want my enemies to, 
to win because if they do, then they're going to get praised and, and look, God, you're, you're going to look not so good in the process. David cries out to the Lord, how long? But he ends with this phrase that you see there. At the end of Psalm 13, he says, but I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. David had experienced over and over and over in his life God's goodness to him, even in the bad times. It's kind of like he could go back and look at his prayer journal and see where God had been answering his prayers over and over. And so yet we have this, we have this beautiful picture of this relationship that David has with God. And it gives us, again, words where we can grow in that relationship. And relationship is about communication. And try having a relationship with somebody by not talking to them. It doesn't go so well. Prayer is that opportunity to speak to God, to grow in our relationship, and the Psalms give us that opportunity to do that. So in this sermon series of of prayer, we learn from the Psalms a couple of different things. First of all, we can say what's on our mind. We don't have to think of, of special godly words to say. We can cry out in our pain and in our anger. Last week, we, we, we heard the story of Elijah. Elijah is mad at God. He's like, God, how could you let this happen? It's okay to let God know our feelings. We can speak our mind. From Psalm 13 at the beginning, David said, How long, O Lord, will you forget, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day long? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? It's okay to tell God what's on our mind. David and the psalmist demonstrate this in our prayers. We don't have to be afraid to tell God exactly what's on our hearts, our fears and our sorrows, our hopes and our joys, our anxieties, our longings, even our frustrations our impatience, our anger. As the psalmist writes in Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Second thing that we can learn from the Psalms is is that we shouldn't let our sins keep us from God. And and this goes back to the story with my dad. You know, my dad could, could could be harsh at times, and if I'd done something wrong, it wasn't, I didn't really necessarily want, want to be around him. I didn't, I didn't know how he would accept that. And I think we feel that way sometimes, especially when we're in trouble and we've done something wrong. We feel awkward praying after we've made a big mistake. Even David recognized his need to go to God at his own darkest times when he had messed up. We think about David and Bathsheba when he was in the adulterous relationship with her and had her husband Uriah killed, sent to the front line so he would be killed. And he wrote Psalm 51, create in me a clean heart, O God. David recognized his sin. He went to God in humility and genuine repentance asking for forgiveness. And God heard it. David knew he was a sinner. He had asked God for forgiveness and helped to Stop sinning, to continue to sin. Another time David prayed in Psalm 19, forgive my hidden faults, keep your servant also from willful sin. David recognized that the Lord is good, the Lord is gracious. 
So we get Psalm 103. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is God's love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. So first we say what's on our mind. We don't let sin keep us from God. And third, we wait on the Lord. David's prayers weren't answered overnight, nor were they always answered in the way that David wanted them to be answered. But what we see from David is that his relationship with God was a learning process that covered his entire lifetime. Sometimes David needed to be taken away from his trials and tribulations. But sometimes he had to continue in them, not just be be yanked out of them. It was a vital aspect of his spiritual growth. And sometimes I think God allows us to be in those times because we grow from them. And this is where the psalmists, the psalms offer us a wonderful perspective through the eyes and hearts and minds of people who who have been through this especially David, as they endured trials and testing in their faith. Likewise for us, there are moments when we too, we have to wait for God. God will answer in his time, in his way. Through our life experiences, God is molding us and he's shaping us. He's deepening our relationship with him. Those are a vital part of our spiritual growth. But even in the midst of those times, we have the assurance that God is walking with us. He's walking with us. Even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. David also says in Psalm 27, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. And the fourth thing we learn in this is that we trust God for the outcome. When everything around us seems to be falling apart, it's hard to walk by faith. But David told God, though I walk, I walk with you in the midst of trouble. In Psalm 13, we see David's response. David, after crying out to the Lord, he says, but I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. David had learned that no matter what he was going through, that his God would not leave him. And it was in God's control. So the Psalms are a beautiful way, a beautiful way for us to to have a heart-to-heart with God, but it's not the only way. God wants us to, to give our lives, to give our hearts completely to him. And even when we don't know what to say, as it says in Romans 8, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we don't know what to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what's in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. There's something about having a conversation with someone who knows you better than you know yourself. Beth and I, were, we'll be, we just celebrated our 29th anniversary, and when we have conversations with each other, we kind of know where we're going. We, we, we know each other that well. God knows you even better than that. God knows what's on your heart. He knows what's going on in your life. And he wishes for you to share it with him. Not for his sake, but for your own. It's in that heart-to-heart that we come out stronger. 
We know that there is nothing that's been held back. It's all on the table before God. And in the process, our faith is strengthened. Our relationship grows deeper. God knows everything you're going through. It was on the cross when Jesus took all of the sin, all of the brokenness of the world upon himself. The author of Hebrews says that the brokenness, that he himself became sin, everything he took upon himself, every pain, every tear, every heartache, every disease, every depression, every suicide, every cancer, every brokenness, every temptation. God knows. It was every broken heart that Jesus suffered, and it was for you. It was all out of his love. He endured the cross so that all of the brokenness of this world, all of the brokenness in our own lives, all the pain would be covered. So we need to go to the Lord to have a heart-to-heart. The story is told of a little girl whose parents overheard her reciting the alphabet in a very reverent tone, kneeling beside her bed. And her parents asked her, what are you doing? And she replied, I'm saying my prayers, but I can't think of the exact words tonight. So I'm just saying all the letters. God knows what I'm thinking, and God will put all the letters together for me. This childlike faith, this assurance that we're going to be heard is the basis of our relationship with God. We can lay our hearts before him and he hears us. Our God is ready for heart to heart. Amen.